Blog Talk Radio. Okay, it looks like I believe I'm on air here. I hope you enjoyed that first uh, two minutes of, of dead silence. <laughs> uh, some computer problems here are getting loaded in. In actuality, uh, you know, the worst part of it is uh, it's not even it's not even anything wrong with the computer itself. It's uh, sometimes when I'm online between Skype and a few other things, I get all these people hitting at me and uh, ends up kind of slowing the computer down and, and freezing things up. So I'm trying to get back in the chat room here. And again, I apologize for any confusion that is going on with uh, with any of this right now. Let me see if I can get back into the chat room here. Uh, yeah, it's not letting me get into this. Well, let's see why we're having problems with that. Maybe it'll get me back in. Okay, looks like we'll have a screwy show for a little bit. All right. Anyway, if it's your first time tuning into the show, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Uh, let me give you a little bit about information about me and the show. I'm going to talk for about 10 or 15 minutes about some current astrological things going on here, and then I will open up the phone lines a little sooner than I normally do for some brief uh, five-minute little mini readings here. Uh, or, or questions or comments, since this is my listener's choice show. Yeah, I can't seem to get back into the chat room. Uh, thank God, i gotta, I got to shut the Skype and all this other stuff off here, too. It's very, very frustrating. All right. Okay, so uh, anyway, I'm a an, uh, published author. I just published my second book, which is called Snake Oil Volume 1, ergo the name of our show. I've been writing a monthly column since late 2003, and in fact, we've had the radio show going on five years now which is uh very cool. Uh looks like uh in May we will be on our uh on our fourth year. I don't know if I said five or four, but it'll be a fourth year uh for the show. So uh if you haven't uh already read any of my books, my first book was called Dirty Little Secrets, that's available on Amazon or directly through me at my website. Um and uh Snake Oil Volume One is now available too in print. Uh and um it's a collection of the first Four years of my original column. If you're not already getting my uh, my column, feel free to email me at venturasage at yahoo.com, and I will add you to the mailing list, and we'll get you guys uh, hooked up to get the monthly newsletter. Uh, I am a professional astrologer, numerologist. Um, I work with tarot, runestones, animal cards, angel cards, a whole bunch of different types of oracles that I have worked with for many, many years. And, uh, and and we'll, we'll continue to for for uh, hopefully for for quite some time. I do do private sessions with people by phone uh, consultation or here in my home office, and have been doing that for a good 17 years now. So uh, again, all that info is on my website, and uh, or you can contact me directly to book any appointments. But the uh, purpose of our show is every month uh, I do a live read of the column. 
and then we talk about that subject. Um, I also usually try to squeeze in an interview segment for each show. I've interviewed some great guests. In fact, I have a great one coming up uh, next week as well, too, and you'll get some information on that on the website or through my column. And uh, But today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about the current astrology, and then we're going to kind of, um, again, we'll, we'll talk about whatever's kind of coming to mind at this point, and then I'm going to open the phone lines up and again in about 10 more minutes. I cannot seem to get into this chat room no matter what I do. Uh, very unfortunate. See, this is, uh, it just will not let me load. So my apologies to, um, let me see if I can get another angle with it, see if I can get in this way. Uh, I'm trying to get this chat open. It just will not let me in. Uh, you know, I've actually gotten computer savvy over the years, but it was never a conscious decision. All right, I found a way into the chat room. Groovy. I guess I had to just do this uh, the old way. Um, the new, the new, the new way they've got the thing set up. You can actually launch a small chat that fits in very nicely on your computer window to work with. So I got to do it the old way. It worked though. So congratulations, we're in. <laughs> All right. Anyway, again, welcome to the show. Uh, you know, in the last couple of shows, I've been talking a lot about current astrological things going on we had a nice forward movement last week when uh, mercury went direct again um, it started off originally in uh, pisces it went uh, it started off originally in, in aries and it went retrograde back into pisces in fact it's still in pisces for i think about two or three more days and then it will move back into Aries. We talked a little bit about that. Um, also, I had mentioned that it looked like today, uh, Mars, the Mars retrograde that's been going on for the last good uh, well, three months or so, so since uh, early to mid-January, um, finally comes to an end in, um, this Saturday. I believe it goes direct sometime Saturday morning. I think I could be wrong. Maybe it's afternoon so we'll talk a little bit about that, too. I had mentioned that in the last show, but just to get everybody up to speed, you know, uh, retrogrades and, and astrological motion are always going to influence us, um, you know, whether we're conscious of them or not. You know, the benefit of knowing that something is, is happening in this way, of course, is then a lot of times we can use it. Sometimes we could use it and, and to direct um, the energy if it's positive and uh, to understand why we might have a little bit more negative going on. If it's negative, you know, typically uh, retrogrades can be kind of tough because what a retrograde means is it appears from Earth's perspective the planet is going backwards. So Mars retrogrades don't happen very often, by the way, too. I think they're only every couple of years. And But when they do go backwards, they go backwards for a couple of months. So they tend to be kind of longer uh, retrogrades than something like Mercury that does it for about three weeks. So this particular uh, Mars retrograde is in Virgo. You know, Mars rules our male energy, our aggressiveness, our assertiveness, uh, how we get things done, where we get angry and pushy, but also where, also where we're strong, where we're focused, where we can achieve goals when we set out to do them. You know, it's like Mars rules, you know, our assertiveness. Venus rules our attractiveness or an ability to draw things to us. You know, you can look at it from Venus's perspective of what you draw to you, Mars is how we go after it. So, you know, contrary to, to popular belief, you know, there's that old men are from Mars, women are from Venus books. Um, <laughs> we're actually a combination of all these characteristics. Some 
some women have more Mars energy or more prominent masculine energy in their makeup, and some uh, men have more feminine or Venus energy in their makeup. Life is not so cut and dry. Uh, I think we got to always keep that in mind and remember that, that things are not necessarily that simple. Uh, but uh, but this, this retrograde has, has definitely been an interesting one because at some levels it's pushed a lot of us to get a lot of things done to fix what's not working. Anytime anything is in Virgo, it's going to trigger our practical sides, our need to study, to learn, to um, improve, to fix, to resolve, uh, to be of service at some level. Uh, but going backwards is making us look at, at re- relook at these issues of how we do this, whether we, don't, we do it too much, whether we do it heavy-handed, whether we don't do it enough. Um, whether we're we're nitpicking, whether we're not selective enough, all of these things are going to be issues that have been surfacing back and forth. And, you know, Mars, of course, is going to make us very, very um, strong at some levels uh, one day, and then the next day we might feel like we sort of got a bucket of water dumped on us, or we might be questioning whether we're, we're getting too angry or we're becoming overreactive. So, you know, working with Mars energy is always a maneuver, for all of us, because we've got to figure out how to be strong-willed and to get things done. And then at the same time, we've got to also remember whether we're becoming belligerent or too aggressive or too assertive or too strong-willed. So there's a fine line to dance there. Usually, if you look at your astrology chart, um, if Mars is well-angled, uh, meaning you've got trines or uh, sextiles, 60-degree angles, 120-degree angles between other planets, Usually it'll, it'll make us kind of smoother about it. If you've got squares or oppositions to Mars, to other planets in the chart, this will kind of make you the, you know, the proverbial maniac, uh, impatient or pushy at some levels. Uh, I, I, this may not, I think it's going to come as a shock to too many people. I've got a number of Mars squares in my chart. Now the good news, it gives me a lot of Mars energy. When the angles are set up, they kind of feed you. You know, the negative side of, of course, it is that, you again, you could be a lunatic. I, I had to struggle with impatience when I was younger, and it still creeps up uh, from time to time, but I've definitely gotten a hold on it. I, I'd, I'd mentioned this in a, on a previous show that when I was a waiter, um, I'm, I'm such an efficiency expert, Mars in Virgo, natally, so anybody understanding astrology will, will understand that fully, um, that I'm always good at the work that I do. I'm very, very proficient. I'm always very, very particular about how I how I achieve things and how I get them done. But uh, on the funny side, you know, I would be so irritated with people sometimes that the ones that I worked with even more than, than customers sometimes, although I sometimes got annoyed with customers, was actually a lot of times the people I worked with. I mean, there were times when I physically moved people out of my way because they were moving too slow, like like not to hurt them, but to just like literally move. Uh, and uh, I had to kind of learn to curb a little bit of that that psychosis, especially since I'm, you know, physically the body of a 200-pound man. So uh, that could probably be a little bit challenging to a few people on the way. Uh, the issue of being a fire sign too. So, Mar- but remember, keep this in mind too. Uh, by the same token, you know, the same issue would come up with Venus. We have a Venus retrograde coming up. I'll, I'll talk about that in a future show. Because uh, I think that will give you some insight too. Because Venus can really bring us everything that we need. We can use beauty. We can use art. We can use creativity. We can use our attractiveness, our, 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 you know, our powers of manipulation in the best possible sense of that word with Venus. But we again, we can also overdo that. You know, Venus is in our chart is where we have ease, but where we also might overindulge or do too much of it or become lazy. 
at some levels. We actually need a healthy balance between our Venus and our Mars in our chart. Uh, I was very lucky. I've got a very well-aspected Venus in my chart, so um, my ability to use charm and, and, and pretty has always worked pretty well for me. Uh, <laughs> the Mars part is where we get into a little more trouble. So anyway, this Mars retrograde is coming to an end. About two more days on it. Uh, we should see some movement late Friday, early Saturday, where things will stabilize again. So that should calm a lot of us down. And, and you'll, you'll find yourself coming to a lot of resolutions. You're probably already doing that about you know where you get mad and where you get angry. Uh, I had an issue back uh, when Mars, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, where I actually threw my lower back out. I was so mad for a couple of hours at someone. I had started a brief relationship, which I have recently ended because it was uh, way more annoyance than it was worth. And uh, I found myself so angry that I actually uh, went to the gym to work out and I threw my lower back out, uh, like almost instantaneously. Didn't stretch, just went right into working out and just, boom, destroyed my lower back. Uh, I, I figured it was kind of a blessing, strangely enough, because, or I could have had a car accident or gotten into an altercation with someone. I'd probably not get into an altercation with anyone. I'm, that's pretty un, improbable for me. But a car accident or something, I always tell people this. if you're you know, When you're so mad and you're so angry and that energy stays with you for too long, you may draw a fight to you with difficulty. You may draw a car accident to you. So we always have to watch this anger. In my case, it ended up being the lower back, so I had a couple of days of what I affectionately call old man syndrome, where I couldn't even like get out of bed very easily. It was all like a maneuver to try to get out of bed without having excruciating pain run through my lower back. Uh, it was quite comical uh, from from the perspective of an observer, not from me experiencing it. Even if I sneezed, it would be like the most unbelievable amount of pain a human being could possibly, you know, take into their body. It was it was quite comical. So uh, I, I one of the things that that always kind of saves me, I guess, and maybe it's a, a Sagittarian element that that helps things along, is I always say that I when I have difficulty, I often find myself laughing. You know, and humor is an amazingly powerful healing agent for for all of us to remember that. You know, I, I will laugh at myself if I'm in drama for too long or if I'm mad for too long, and I don't I don't like to be mad for very long. To me, it's like a it just holds, you know, when you're annoyed at someone, 99% of the time, the things that people do to us are nothing that they consciously were doing to us. A lot of it has to do with who they are as people, their lacks, their priorities, their focus. You know, we often just get in the way, and then it appears that they've done something to us. So I do like to kind of bring that up, because I think more often than not, it is healthy to come to that realization that, again, people really don't actually typically attempt to do anything to us so much. Uh, it, it is. We're, people are pretty myopic that way. Um, in fact, there's a, you know, there's a great line that I've quoted in my newsletter um, by a man named Marcus, hmm, Marcus Arialis, and the, the, the quote is, Reject your sense of injury. And the injury itself disappears. Reject your sense of injury, and the injury itself disappears. Good quote for this this Mars retrograde for everybody to remember. Because I got to tell you, I mean, it's, I, I had pulled my back out really bad about a little over two weeks ago, like I was mentioning. And uh, I got to tell you, it's about ninety five percent better. I didn't go to a doctor. 
I, you know, I mean, I just stretched it out. I did a lot of stretching and a lot of releasing of the issue because I'm not carrying any anger about it anymore. Um, and, and that helped the back heal as well, too. So we're all interconnected, guys, as, a, you know, a physical issues are always interrelated to emotional and psychological issues. So I think it's something we need to remember. Again, unless you're already metaphysically inclined, not something that we're taught. But um, intuitively, it makes sense. Great book uh, that you could pick up. Um, we can easily find this in almost any metaphysical bookstore, by the way. It's called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Uh, you'll probably find used copies of it easy too. easily find it on Amazon. Great book to have. It kind of gives you information about what the psychological, emotional, spiritual causes are behind any type of illness uh, that we we have or experience. So it could be a tremendously good healing tool to work with. So check that out if you don't already have that. So, uh, okay, I think I'm going to uh, start opening up the phone lines here. This is our listener's choice show. So uh, I'm going to put the phone number up. First, I want to welcome all the people that have been chatting, jumping in and out of the chat room. Welcome uh, Demi Fox and a couple of other guests that are nameless who have jumped in. You don't have to have a name, by the way. Uh, welcome to the show. Anybody with questions or comments can also do those, of course, in the chat room. But um, I think we'll start taking some calls here. Again, I want to keep these down to just about five minutes each in case we get a lot so that we don't uh, get bogged down. Uh, but I do want to take the calls. Call-in number here is 646-200-3966 if you want to talk to me. Um, Jim Ventura here on Snake Oil Radio. You might need to dial a 1 before that, but the guest call-in number is 646-200-3966. Again, we'll keep each of the phone calls kind of brief, but we'll try to get everybody in who calls in today, and we'll do our best to uh, make that happen. Okay, so let's take my first patient call. I've been waiting about 15 minutes here. Okay, 720. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hello. Hello. Who are we chatting with Hi. here? This is Cheyenne. Cheyenne, you called in uh, last time, didn't you? I have, yeah, I called in a couple of weeks ago, I think. All right, great. Well, how are you doing? I am doing great. Um, Good. Do, you uh, commented on the, the Louise Hay book? Yes. That was wonderful. I healed all of my uh, physical uh, disabilities like seven years ago. I just used the affirmations and I began to believe them. Right. And everything that was wrong with me left, including all the pills that went with it. Excellent. Oh, it's all right. So that's that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that because you're absolutely right. I try to explain this to people. You know, it's funny because when you first read it, there is that very skeptical part of us that's almost like, yeah, it's not that simple. But mm-hmm. it um, is though. It it is absolutely because I am very. Um, I was some 47 years old. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people meet me and they're rather stunned. Um, that I'm I'm that old uh, by how I look, but I, I I take that a complimentary. But really, one I'm a bit of a primper, uh, Venus in the sixth house, so I make sure I maintain and take care of myself. But it's mostly that I just won't hold emotional psychological stress for very long, and I I never get sick. It's so rare. That's why even throwing the back out was kind of miraculous. But I immediately knew what it was about. That's why when you approach healing at, at multiple levels, you know, uh, emotionally, psychologically, physically, you can, you know, something short of losing an arm, 
You know what I mean? There's certain things that, uh-huh. that within our uh-huh. creaturehood that you can't possibly change. But even really, a lot of hardcore illnesses can can be maneuvered through and 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 let go of. You're actually, I'm hearing this a lot too. A lot of people who were diagnosed with AIDS years ago are now um, non-detectable. It's like the illness has left them somehow. You know? Yeah. It's really possible. So everything possible. is emotional. We we feel yes. it first, and then we put it in our body next. Absolutely, absolutely. If, if so, we don't release it. And I, yeah. I'm on the page with you about the uh, releasing really quickly because I don't need to hold on to any of that stuff either. Yeah, and exactly. Because I think when you look at things, too, you realize whoever hurt you, like, again, they weren't doing it to you anyway. You know what I mean? It's always like they, they might have they're been an just idiot. Showing you what, yeah, they're just showing you what's unhealed in you. Yes, exactly. So, excellent point, um, excellent point. So, my my question is, is that um, I've been told that I have a learning problem like ADHD, mm-hmm. and um, I want to know if that is healable by addressing my emotions. I mean, uh, do you... Okay. Go ahead. Good. Yeah, no, no, I didn't want to cut you off. This this is this is on my impatience. I'm going to let you finish, so let me let you finish. <laughs> but... What what it what it is is that I want to I have trouble with like math formulas and stuff like mm-hmm. that and I'm going back to school in the fall and I have to take two math classes and and before they used to just frighten the living daylights out of me but right. now I kind of have a sense that maybe I can correct this before I go to school so that when I do go to school and I have to go into those math classes that I can actually focus and pay attention because I have trouble with that. But right. I, I kind of feel like I might be able to correct it. So that my question is, can I correct it? Okay, yeah. I, 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 I definitely feel like this is going to be an area of a lot of success for you in, in maneuvering this. Because what I'm hearing is you took the, the learning disabilities that came on early were largely I, I, kind of I'm hearing a survival mechanism and somewhat a defense mechanism. As well, yeah, I was too. As a kid. Yeah, because it feels like to me there was something that went down the pike that became almost an adaptation in some ways, um, and I feel that 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 you have really begun to come to terms with that. The other thing that I'm also hearing is a lot of it was also because <laughs> it wasn't that you were um, dumb in any way, uh, as much as it was more that it was also just the way that you think was somewhat different from the way you were being taught. So what I'm hearing now is as you go in uh, to to this new structure, I'm hearing not only will, will that it will heal, but I actually feel like you're going to do very, very, very well. And I think that you're supposed to not only learn, but inevitably share with other people why you went through this at some level and also how you healed it and how you fixed it. So I'm oh, getting a cool. lot of good coming through around this because I am hearing that you will actually do very, very well. And a lot is going to come back, you know, emotionally and psychologically about the the way you you adapted and to understand why you did that again as a survival mechanism. But I don't I don't feel like you're in survival anymore. I feel like you've moved out of that. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. I don't practice that anymore. Yeah. But I also hear, you know, I'm um, because um, you're, you're you're actually going to back to school, school. Yeah, I'm going to call, going back to college to be. I'm going to get associates in um, human services so I can right. go into the schools and talk to the kids about my story. 
Yeah, exactly. This couldn't be more orchestrated by your higher self. And I actually pulled a I pulled a power animal for you that I want to <laughs> I want to give you to work with this also too because it's funny because the animal that I pulled I pulled from the Druid animal deck and I pulled a fox. And I have to laugh because the fox feels very very fitting. And let me tell you about what the fox means so you kind of understand how to use that. Okay. Okay. All right, fox means cunning, wildness, and diplomacy. All right, let me. It came up upright too, which means you'll be able to handle your fox energy pretty well. Um, this is a this is from a great book. I think it's out of print, unfortunately, called The Druid Animal Oracle by uh, Philip and Stephanie Cargam. Um, he says the card shows a fox starting to walk across a frozen lake in Scotland. There was a folk saying that when the feast of Brig hit his past, the fox won't trust his tail to the ice. As far away as Throts, country folk would only cross ice if a fox had done so first. The fox is a fine and graceful creature who typifies the beauty and harmony of the natural world. Working with the power of the fox, you will know when it is time to come out into the open and to be counted. But you'll also know when it's time to remain silent and to keep your own counsel. With others, you'll be able to be diplomatic. And one of the attributes of the fox is being strong in counsel. One of the hardest things if you're a person working with fox power is to ensure that your skill in diplomacy do not become dishonesty or slyness. Remaining silent or becoming invisible so as to watch the unfolding drama is an asset that can bring with it its own special culpability if it is not tempered with wisdom. So mostly this is positive, by the way. You know, the fox as a power animal, you know, the fox reminds us that, you know, if you actually think about this, if, if in our culture, if a woman is called a fox, there's sort of a dual connotation to it. It means she's ill-tempered and a little bit of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. She's also sexy and she's hot. There's, there's about a million more um, uh, animal, you know, with sort of negative animal names for women than there are for men, by the way. What a surprise in a patriarchal culture. Uh, <laughs> that yeah. would be that way. But uh, so, you know, fox energy is kind of a funny thing because we, at one level it's very powerful when you use it. In that respect, you use your wildness, you use that that power to maneuver, but we have to be careful that we don't overuse it or um or you know a, a fox energy out of balance can be an area where we feel victimized in that sense so typically, mm-hmm. when I see this come up for someone, it means that you're kind of moving into a position where you're going to get into a, a phase in your life when you're going to have to know when to open your mouth and also sometimes when to keep it shut. When to be smart mm-hmm. enough to kind of hang back and say, eh, I'm not going to get into this right now. I'm going to bide my time. Uh, but some, there's sometimes when we have no choice, we have to step into something at some level as well, too, and the fox brings us up. But what I'm hearing in answer to your question is, i got to tell you, I think that this is going to be a lot easier than you think. Um, and it makes me, I'm having a story flashback to, my, to being in the, uh, in the 10th grade when I took geometry, and I, I failed miserably. I got a 50 for my first quarter uh, in geometry. I just couldn't understand it. The teacher wasn't very good. I couldn't understand it. I felt like an idiot. And uh, the second quarter, I got an 80. And the third and fourth quarter, I got 100 and 100. Because when I got it, I totally got it. And it's funny to tell people that I had problems with math at some point in my life because I'm an astrologer and a numerologist, and and I'm an, I'm, I kick ass in math, <laughs> It's one of my strongest things that I know how to do. But it was just like something clicked and I got it. And that's what I'm hearing is going to go down for you. Awesome. All right? 
Thank you very much. You're welcome. I love it. Good luck with all of it. I think I don't think you need luck anyway, but just trust in it. And let all that stuff come up as it comes up because you'll remember where a lot of this came from, but it's not applying anymore. The issues have been largely healed, and now you heal others with it. So okay, well done. awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Thank Cheyenne. You. Um, have a good night. Bye-bye. You too. All right. Excellent call. That's awesome. I love that. I'm very, very happy to hear that. That is uh, great. Uh, I'm going to take another call here. Uh, Dem Fox. Is it Dem or Demi Fox? I think it's Oh, God, I had to get glasses. Uh, it looks like Demi Fox. Okay, question is, what's the name of the book you just mentioned? Um, uh, she's mentioning that here. She's mentioned that in the chat room. And interesting that we've got a Fox name coming up here as well, too. Always synchronicity. Uh, all right. Uh, the name of the book is You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. I think it was right in the 70s. It's a real, real old classic. Uh, very easy to find. You won't have any trouble with it. Um, and, and just great book. Louise Hay is amazing. Just a brilliant author. Um, but that's the book you want to... I, I, I jokingly call it one of the metaphysical Bibles to have. I would also say uh, The Nature of Personal Reality by Jane Roberts. A channeled book by uh, Seth is another book that like, kind of should almost be in everybody's metaphysical library, even though that is very intense as a study. But um, a, an amazing book to have also. to be At the very least, definitely you want to have... Um, Louise Hay in your uh, proverbial library. It's just great because she'll like you look up a an illness and then she'll tell you what what's behind it and you, and it's like that those series of ahas like oh god like I've even said this on previous shows I don't the reason I don't get colds is because I rest enough and whenever I'm overloaded I purposely pull away for a day or so and I rest um, and I'll do this every couple of weeks even if it's just for a day where I just pull away, I don't answer the phone much, I keep very minimal, I watch bad TV, Maury Povich, or some other terrible shows <laughs> in the afternoon like an idiot. And I do this like maybe once a month, and I, I just never get sick, because I I do sickness without being sick. You know, as human beings, we need times when we need to just break away and, and recapitulate and reconnect. Uh, you know, Pisces people understand this, that need to escape, to retreat, uh, from time to time to re-put yourself back together again. Really, that's largely what a lot of colds are about. You know, it's not so much that somebody sneezed on you, although that can do the trick because it's hard not to believe you're going to get a cold when some disgusting person sneezes on you or you're around it, you know what I mean? But uh, primarily, again, it's sort of the um, that exhaustion element uh, that, that really comes into play, that that, need, that forces us to rest. So uh, Luite goes into a lot of these subjects in great detail and talks about just like every part of the body. You know, because when clients come to me and they have illness issues, I'll, I'll, without even them even talking, I'll tell them what's going on psychologically, emotionally. Even if it's that they're, they're, they hurt their right leg, they have a cold sore, you know, whatever is going on, and people are always like, oh, my God, how do you know that about me? It's like, well, your body kind of just said it. It's actually not as brilliant as you think. So um, definitely... Uh, uh, I'm going to I'm getting an ask about you. The only problem is when I ask I'm getting asked if I can list them on the chat the the books but when I stop and type I kind of take them away from being on the air. Uh but I will do you can hear your life heal your uh your life yeah to people listening on air. Um it sounds like nothing so that's why I I got to do too much of this. Okay, but I'm going to put it up there. You can hear your life by Louise Hay. All right, good, got it up there. Okay, I'm going to take the next caller here. Um, but, yeah, I definitely want to suggest uh, 
you you grab that book and uh, my other I'm going to list the other one too. It's Jane Roberts. Um, Nature of Personal Reality, Metaphysical Classics. Okay, got those up there. Let me take my other caller here. I've been patiently waiting about 13 minutes here. 714, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. This is Jim Ventura. How are you today? Hey, Jim. Um, this is Carlos. I'm doing well. Sorry, my caller ID blotted you out. You'll have to repeat that. This is Carlos. How are you hey, doing? Hey, Carlos. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> Good, thank you. Uh, yeah, whenever I always forget to turn the caller ID off, so when I'm online, sometimes these idiot callers are coming in, usually sales calls, and it keeps blotting everybody out. Okay, looks like that's over, so we can chat here. Uh, do you have a comment, question? Tell me what's going on, Carlos. Um, well, I have a question. Um, can you tap in and see where my spiritual journey is heading? Do you mean like um, just kind of in, in general? Yeah, in general, just um, in the next few months, I suppose. <laughs> what's what's your uh, you know have you been do you, have you been specifically focus on focusing on some um, some specific spiritual things, or are you just talking an overall kind of a quest? Um, just overall, but I have been really focusing on it lately. Okay. So uh, I'm going to answer this question. I say I guess it's Animal Day because I, I I got the impulse to pull another animal card. So I'm going to pull a card for Carlos. So let me tell you what animal comes up for you, Carlos. It comes up a raven. Now blackbirds are very interesting. Uh, you'll see this when you notice crows or blackbirds in general. It's always kind of funny because I think most of us as human beings sort of get a little bit of an ominous feeling when we see blackbirds, and and that that's actually normal to get a little bit like, oh, man, this because if you walk outside and there's like your yard is covered with black crows, if you don't have some type of reaction to that, you're not on the planet. <laughs> Obviously. You know what I mean? There's something going on here. And I always tell people, this is what's fascinating about when we study animal totems, because you really begin to look at animals in another way as messengers to you as well. If dogs are showing up in your life, it usually means you're wanting to commit and become more loyal. If you're getting a lot of cats... It usually means that you're wanting to learn about becoming into, uh, more comfortable with intimacy. You know, animals have meaning behind them. Yours came up as a raven. The raven comes up upright, which is really positive. And what it means in the Druid tradition, it means you're actually going through a process where you're being initiated. Um, the raven is a bird of, um, of initiation. So a lot of times it could be being initiated into a new post or a new profession, a new phase in your life. Um, the raven itself means healing, initiation, and it actually is a bird of protection. So let me read to you what comes up around the raven, and we'll, we'll get some insight here. He says, the card shows a raven perch on a bare winter branch of a beech tree that grows beside an ancient mound. This is the white mountain which has buried the head of Bron the Blessed, and on which later times will be raised the Tower of London. Raven brings initiation, protection, and the gift of prophecy. What is meant by initiation and practice may be as formal as actually undergoing an initiation ceremony or as informal as, for example, being initiated into the mysteries of a new post or profession. It marks the death of one thing, which gives way to the birth of another. The power of the raven can also bring the very deepest form of healing, which is achieved through a process known as the resolution of the opposites, giving you the possibility of resolving conflicts that have long laid buried in your unconscious or perhaps in your past. So 
this is, a, again, this is, believe it or not, this is a very, very positive card in that respect because it means, you know, you're kind of being initiated and you're being guided and moved somewhere. But what I'm feeling like for your own spiritual development is it's almost like um, something has to come up and be unearthed around your past, past powers, past abilities, and gifts that you had that will come to surface, which you might have been... Um, you know, ridiculed for or been made to feel uncomfortable about or that might not have been culturally, quote-unquote, correct at some level. I feel like there's stuff surfacing here around that that's going to get you back in touch with your true abilities and your true power. So I like where this is going, even though I will tell you it may make you a little bit uncomfortable um, that, that some of the darker things might come to surface to be moved through in the process. So does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Um, it, I just I'm trying to figure out um, where that would fit in my life, but um, it, it was very insightful. Yeah, it, it you know I keep I'm, I'm actually getting a lot about this that you you know I'm hearing that there are talents and abilities that you will that are really going to come to surface that you're going to use. In, in a pretty profound way in the next couple of years, but I feel like, you, again, you've got to kind of be initiated initiated into it. You know, typically even with shamanism, uh, when people initiate into shamanism, there's an element of sometimes going through difficulty as part of that process to come uh -huh. into their, their own power. But what I'm hearing for you is I feel like you're already kind of halfway on the road. So there's more to come up and there's more to surface, but I am getting that... Um, a lot of things that you've seen are going to begin to kind of show up in your life. When I was a kid, when I was about 12 years old, I had a dream. And in the dream, I looked up and there was a bookshelf full of books. And as I went closer to the books, they all had my name on them. I had written a whole series of books. Wow. And I saw this when I was 13. And it overwhelmed me. And now I just published my second book and I'm halfway through two other books. And trust me, I'll be I'll be alive until my late 90s before I get the hell out of here. So I'll be popping out a lot of books. And, you know, what's funny about becoming a writer is, you know, initially it's like almost, you know, like you'll write something and you'll get nervous. And then over time, man, do you get confident. <laughs> it just comes with it just comes with time. I used to be, if someone didn't like something I write, it would, it would, it would hurt me because I didn't want to offend them. And now, now I almost consider it a compliment if someone gets mad at something I wrote. <laughs> So you change, and these sort of things adapt. But I do feel like there's a lot more to come with this for you. But um, the raven is a, it's also, remember, it's a bird of protection. You're safe. It doesn't matter what dark comes up along the way. You, you'll be safe. You'll maneuver through it. Okay? Thank you. Thank You're you welcome. So Thank you for your question. All right, awesome. All Take right, care. that was have a good day. All right, that was Carlos. Great. All right, looks like we're down our last five minutes here. So I'm going to answer a couple of these questions in the chat room. I definitely want to thank uh, all of my, my calls for, for callers for calling in. Uh, excellent calls. A lot of healers and, and people in the, in the field today calling in. Excellent. Uh, Mary Lee Roberts asked when the next show is. That will actually be next Thursday. I'm actually here almost every Thursday. I usually do three or four shows a month on Thursdays at this time. Uh, next week will be an, or an interview show um, with a woman named Angel, appropriately, who's a, an amazing healer. So we're going to have a great hour show next week, and we'll be able to talk to her, and you guys will be able to call in and ask her questions. Um, 
my format for the show that I generally do is I'll, I'll usually just so everybody kind of knows for future reference is usually the first show of every month is going to be primarily the column. I, I talk about the column uh, in, in detail, and then I open the phone lines toward the end, although we don't get as much phone time in, obviously, because a lot goes into the column information. And then the second show is usually um, uh, a, a listener's choice show, like today was. Um, third show is usually our interview show, and if I do a fourth show in the month, it's also another listener's choice show, where I just kind of talk about whatever's going on. And just for future reference for shows, guys, if you – you know, I'm great with answering personal questions. I think a lot of the questions you guys ask me really even apply to the other listeners. Often a lot of people are in the rooms together who have some connectives without realizing that they do. In fact, in some of the past shows, I would just pull a room for everybody in the, in the, in the guest, <laughs> in the guest uh, click, you know, so they can all get insight um, or, or an oracle for them. And maybe I'll do that with the last couple of minutes of the show for anyone who didn't get a chance to ask a question. Let's see if we can pull another power animal for you guys. But, yeah, you can, um, you can catch the different shows, and all of them are archived as well. So let me see if I can get one quick message with our last three minutes here for everybody. That might be of value. Okay, perfect. Actually, I want to do a whole show on this, but now I'm going to touch upon it briefly. I pulled an animal for everybody who didn't get to ask a question today, and it came up a seal. So let me tell you what the seal says. So this is going to apply to everybody at one level or another. Listen to the energy of the seal. This is awesome. I, I, I actually was thinking about this. This is great. Nice random quote-unquote card here that I wanted to talk about seal energy. Seal in the Druid tradition means love, longing, and dilemma. He says the card shows a gray seal on the shore of the sacred island of Iona, once known as the Isle of the Druids. Drawn upright, this card calls you from the sea people of the sea, the seal people of the sea. The song of the seals upsets and frightens many who hear it. It is a mournful and human sound that stirs the heart of the listener to the core. It is a call from the sea, from the unconscious and from the depths. It calls us from the waters of our birth, from our beginnings on earth, from our brothers and sisters in the animal realm who are closer to us than we dare imagine. We may fear this call because we may feel we may be drowned or overwhelmed by our feelings. But do not let your intellect imprison your heart as a human imprisons his cell, she, spouse, the magical seal, opening yourself to the promptings of the unconscious, of the feminine, of your dreams and longings, will bring transformation, healing, and love into your life. So that's the seal message. Uh, great card. It usually kind of brings up that idea that, you know, sometimes we feel a little damned if we do, damned if we don't. But it is good to, to follow your heart, and sometimes it's just what we really, really have to do um, for our own healing and our own movement and really trust the promptings of the unconscious and the feminine and to not be scared of it. You know, there's uh they had they had these beliefs from years ago in, in, in the you know, Druid culture in, in Ireland and Scotland, uh, seal people were that. They were peop they were seals that changed into humans every year briefly and they mated with human beings. And that you have to keep your eyes open because the seal might then turn back into a seal and run back to the sea. Not even might, they would. So you'd kind of look to see if there was any water left when the person got up because they were going to change into a seal person. Great story for relationships where somebody runs away. Anyway, but um, anyway, so seal is that's a, that's a power animal for everybody to contemplate. Uh, looks like we're running low on time here. So uh, again, I'll be here next week. Uh, let me say again, if you're not already getting the the, uh, the newsletter, email me venturasag at yahoo.com. Get on the mailing list. Uh, don't cost you anything. I am a very very good writer. 
Uh, if you want information, uh, that will also give you kind of discounts on sessions and, and classes and information, CDs and books and all kinds of good stuff that will come through. But nothing's ever really sold to you guys. I mean, you know, you can just get the column and read it and never buy anything. I don't care. I like people to read my writing. So uh, I will be here next week. Thank you to both of the calls, Carlos and uh, Cheyenne. And thanks for all the comments and questions from Demi Fox and Mary Lee Roberts. No, the other guests have jumped in and out of the chat room. This is Jim Ventura from Snake Oil Radio. Again, I'll be here next week, and then I'll take a week off because I'm going to Vegas. Thank you for joining me today, guys, um, and we'll talk more next time. Have a great evening. Cheers.